cat girls? Or should I say endangered animal girls? Or are they food girls? Either way, they're magical girls. But science-based? Oh well. We watched Tokyo Mew Mew and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, Weeple All Trades, and really mean but also kinda hot maid cafe owner slash scientist slash magical girl mentor, PJ. And me, your obsessed space boy in a crop top, Skylar. And joining us today is my dear friend, recording her first ever podcast, Noelle. Hi! Noelle, uh, why don't you tell us what your exposure to anime has been in the past? Oh gosh, what a wonderful question. Um, well, I saw some Sailor Moon, the English version, when I was a wee little one. Um, and my husband was watching My Hero Academia on my Hulu account for a while. Um, <laughs> but that's about it. I think that's my extent of anime. <laughs> well, honestly, you have one of Skylar's favorites and one of my favorites represented. That's pretty good. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> well, Noel, this week we are having you watch Tokyo Mew Mew as we continue through Magical Girl Month. So based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? I can't wait. (laughs) So my mind kind of spiraled a little bit for sure. I thought it absolutely took place in Tokyo and that it was about these kids who were like really into cats. Um, Maybe they ran a cat shelter. Maybe they were skipping classes at school to take shifts caring for the cute little zany critters full of personality. I wasn't sure. Um, I thought maybe there were evil adults being like, go to class, and cats aren't people, and I'm going to evict you from my land sort of things. Um, So I just assumed that this would be about their journey overcoming all of that, but in Tokyo. And then, you know, they learn things, so... Yeah, this is my favorite slice of life anime you've pitched here. (laughs) I like that it's very, like, they are students, and teachers, they're the villains. Exactly. (laughs) That's the role adults play in everyone's life. Well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? Um, not really. (laughs) I still felt very, very validated in my initial thoughts. And I just felt like their day-to-day cat rescue activities were like happening. But then I thought maybe they were saving the world in their nighttime activities. So, I mean, I added to it, but I still feel very justified in my original thought. You're like, it's just the B plot now as opposed to the A plot. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like they're saving the world, but they're also saving cats. That's the whole point. I love it. (laughs) Well, going off the poster, let's talk about the characters on the poster. Just give me like a quick breakdown of what type of character, what you thought of when you saw these characters. So let's start with the purple haired girl in the back left. I, I really felt like she was just here for the cats like she was really serious about it no one was gonna mess with her family she was taking things too seriously but it's good because she's like the anchor for the group but you know she's like the overall protector of things uh what about the blonde girl on the top right i felt like she was super spunky um she was athletic based on the leg warmers that i saw wrapped around her ankles um and then i felt like she's just energetic she's positive she's like let's go guys we got this like even though we're knocked down we're gonna get back up she's she's pushing us forward sounds really fun all right what about the green-haired girl in the back right i thought she was super studious but kind of like healer support and that was just coming from my general thoughts on dungeons and dragons or overwatch wow Um, i really (laughs) (laughs) I really hate this background you're applying to it. Damn it. (laughs) 
it's just such a limited, you know, um, experience I have in my life. But I just felt like she's the type of person who's like, I read about that once. Here's how we solve this. It's the vibe I got from her. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the blue haired girl on the bottom left. Cool. Also wearing green. Um, it's I a first teal. thought she was. Is it a teal? They call it light blue. Oh, I wrote down sage green. Uh, so great. I'm oh. colorblind too. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like she was super flirty, but she's, <laughs> I actually thought she was holding a water pistol. So I thought she was the person um, who was keeping the cats accountable for just like, <laughs> for their just daily Do activities. The cats have jobs? <laughs> well, in order to not be evicted, the cats have to be on their best behavior. So she was the one that was like, don't do that. It's like that one PS5 game where the where the cats have backpacks and are couriers. That's like the thir- that's a C plot of this anime. <laughs> Fun exactly. fact though, if you use a spray bottle on cats, um, they start to trust you less and less, and it breaks the bond you have with them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cat propaganda that they're spreading to it's get not- spray cats. <laughs> it's not. I don't when- know. Our cat, the doctor, thinks it's a game, which really doesn't help us at three in the morning. <laughs> so. <laughs> Some cats oh like gosh. water. Yeah. Uh, why don't we finish off then with our center here, the pink haired girl right in the center. She's holding this like heart shaped circle thing, which looked like a steering wheel to me. So I was instantly like, she's driving the team. She has her cute heart wheel. She's like <laughs> getting the intel on where to find the best crime. I mean, she was really the leader is the vibe that I got from. You should replace look. your steering wheel with this steering wheel that she has. Yeah, no, I would. If it existed, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's so cute. I'm going to find it right now. Well, I love those predictions. I love this. You know, last week we had Lauren on and we did Card Captors Girl. We had the debate of whether it was more Magical Girl or more Slice of Life. I love this true combination of Slice of Life and Magical Girl that you have pitched to us (laughs) here today. Where they run a cat rescue by day, solve crimes, uh, fight crime by night, and the cats run a business in the day as well it's a lot going on but i'm here for it (laughs) i haven't fully thought it out again i told you it was a spiral (laughs) (laughs) well i love that spiral and why don't we ride the spiral straight on down into a quick break while we watch episodes one and two of tokyo mew mew get your thoughts see how accurate our predictions are and we'll be back with what you think so stay tuned everyone All right, we're back and we had Noelle watch episodes one and two of Tokyo Mew Mew. Noelle, tell me, what did you think? So I really enjoyed them. I, comparing it to the only anime I've ever seen, really did feel like it was Sailor Moon for cats. Um, or Sailor Moon <laughs> and cats. <laughs> so that was a really, really good time. Um, I even I noticed the correlation um, between, it, was it Ichiro was her name, I believe? Ichigo. 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 Um, she like woke up really late for her date, very similar to, I know Serena's the English name. Usagi. <laughs> Sorry. Usagi woke up late for school on their first episode, and I was like, the correlations are uncanny. I'm living for this. <laughs> uh, main character energy is just being late to everything oh. everywhere all the time it's just a popular trope it's to, i will say that's shoujo main character yeah energy. i was gonna say shoujo main characters it's to keep them like likable funny they fall they're crybabies they're jennifer lawrence they eat pizza <laughs> it's the whole thing 
They want to eat non-stop cake, but we'll get to that. Before we get to that, <laughs> let's get through some housekeeping and talk about the history of Tokyo Mew Mew. So Tokyo Mew Mew is based on the manga by Reiko Yoshida, which was published in Nakayoshi Magazine from September 2000 to February 2003 for seven volumes. There was a two-volume sequel manga titled Tokyo Mew Mew a la, a la mode, mode, which featured the addition of a new Mew Mew and a spinoff manga titled Tokyo Mew Mew Ole, which features a super hot all-male Mew Mew team. The anime was directed by Noriyuki Abe, who we've discussed on this podcast before for his work on the amazing Yu Yu Hakusho and the questionable ghost stories. It was done by Studio Piero for TV Tokyo and ran from February 2002 to January 2003 for 52 episodes. American listeners may remember this anime as Mew Mew Power, the heavily edited ad condensed version of the anime that 4Kids Entertainment released in 2005. The American series, as is par for the course at this time, cut storylines, changed characters, and shortened the series to a mere 26 episodes. In 2022, Tokyo Mew Mew fans will be graced with a new anime adaptation titled, and I hate this name, Tokyo Mew Mew New. I love it. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> In addition to that, there have been two video games. But uh, with that, let's run down episode one and two super quickly. While Ichigo Mamamiya is on her first date with Masaya Ayama, she is based in a strange light and sees herself being merged with a cat. Afterwards, she begins to display cat-like behaviors. The next day, Ichigo follows Masaya into a park where a strange jellyfish-like creature takes over a rat's body, turning it into a monster. Ryo Shodogane saves Ichigo and gives her a power pennant, allowing her to transform into Mew Ichigo. With her new power, she defeats the monster, turning it back into a normal rat. Afterwards, Ryo refuses to explain what just occurred, so the newly arrived Keichiro Akasaka offers to do so instead. Ryo and Keichiro tell Ichigo that the creature she saw was a parasitic alien called a Chimera Animal. To stop them, the Mew Project infused five girls with the DNA from specific endangered species, enabling the girls to become Mew Mews. Ichigo begins working at Cafe Mew Mew while searching for the other four girls who bear the Mew marks. Keichiro gives her a robot, Masha, to help her with her work. While going home, Ichigo meets Minto Aizawa and her dog. Later, Ichigo visits Minto's home to return a handkerchief, but Minto's dog becomes infected by a chimera animal. During the battle, Ichigo discovers that Minto is the second Mew Mew, Mew Mint. They defeat the monster, return the dog to normal, and Minto joins Ichigo in working at the cafe. And that's episodes one and two of Tokyo Mew Mew. Right. So, I mean, my very first thought was she kept saying Nya. After watching two episodes, I was like, does that mean meow? Yes. <laughs> that is what, you know, every language has a different way of interpreting what animal sounds are. And Japanese uh, meow is Nya. Nya. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what they, they sound like. I, I was thinking yeah. of the, the Nyan Nyan cat that's like a flying Pop-Tart. Yeah. On YouTube. That's yeah, why it's so, I mean, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's like yelling meow at her boyfriend <laughs> i'm secondhand embarrassed always with their interaction i love like how cat like she gets though i was more oh, so waiting great. for you to be like wow i relate to her on such a deep level <laughs> i mean am i regularly secondhand embarrassed by the fact that i'm always meowing at people sure <laughs> i don't think you should be it's everyone's one of everyone's favorite traits about you <laughs> is how many times i end like a conversation with meow meow Yes. So People literally greet me with meow meow when I go, oh my god, my meow. <laughs> <laughs> I even love like how much random little cat things remind me of you. Like when she was transforming and when she gets her gloves on, she does like little kitty paws yeah. and it immediately made me think of you. Literally was like, oh my gosh, she is soft pieing like all of this. And then when she ended, I literally wrote down, yes, kitty pose after transformation, three exclamation marks. I was just 
so excited. God, I love it. Can I actually say something that's super interesting about her transformation, though? Yes. So, like, in Sailor Moon, right, she does her full transformation and does her, like, in the name of the moon, I will punish you thing, right? I knew you were going to say this. But with this one, she, like, transforms and then, like, hangs out for, like, a minute <laughs> doing stuff. And then she does her, like, slogan. I'm going to service you. Yeah, well, like, why is it, like, a minute later, though? Yeah, she does that weird little, like, kneel leg out thing, which is fine i guess it's just kind of like she's stretching her little kitty thighs before she pounces i'm not sure <laughs> the creators just want you to soak it in they sure. just want you in my it's it's so you could pause it and then like draw a fan art <laughs> pause <laughs> <laughs> yes pause oh it, Skyler. <laughs> no but can i uh you know my what my overarching conspiracy theory is Please. for this anime is they actually really don't care about these endangered animals or anything. This is really just two rich guys that are scamming girls into working for free at their maid cafe. Honestly, though, like, the whole time, I'm like, they really don't need to be working at this cafe. And they get they so don't. busy, too. Like, literally, Ichigo struggles, like, balancing work life, school, boyfriend, and saving the world. Like, Wait, but did you catch how they were just like, oh, this is just a cover and I'm like why Is would you not- have a, a business a, a likely very popular business as a cover because you already mentioned you're rich so you don't need to make money so you just bought a business but you're not intending to make money because he's like don't worry it won't be busy and then later on he's like literally making the tarts himself I'm just not oh. I'm not understanding the idea <laughs> Jokes aside, though, um, it is a real job, though, because they have an excuse for when they're missing, like from their houses and stuff, like their parents are like, oh, where are you? Are you hanging out? Are you doing bad things? They're like, no, I'm working. I have a job. You could check this cafe. I will be there. Oh, that's fair. I didn't think about that. But why actually do it, though? That's my thing. In case they come in for cake, PJ. But what happens if they come in for cake while they're out fighting crime? Oh, they're on an extended break. Okay, but then wouldn't that just be able to be the answer always, regardless? No, because there's like a little time card. It's like, come back at this time. No, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Here's what I'm waiting for, because like... I don't know if cat cafes are the same everywhere, but here they're like also kind of cat adoption agencies where you can like hang out, have a mocha, pet a kitten, maybe adopt it. Um, because if that happens, I'm not technically wrong. That's a cat rescue. Yeah. So, so this is actually not a cat cafe. It is a maid cafe. Yeah, I was going to say it's a maid cafe and Mew Mews aren't referring to cats, unfortunately, in this anime. I'm PJ so was very upset. I was like, oh, so they're all cats. And Skylar was like, no, they're not all cats. And I was like, then why is it called Mew Mew? I mean, Mint is clearly a swan, so. Well, actually, Mint is a blue lorikeet. She's clearly not a cat. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, since you don't really get to see the rest of the characters, uh, let me give you like a quick breakdown on all the rest of the characters. Uh, just on what animals they are. Because I do actually kind of love this whole, like, endangered animal thing. You know, it gives, like, this, like, fun little con- conservation vibe to this anime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Sailor Moon, but, like, actually trying to save the real planet, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have Ichigo, who is inhabited by Idiomote Wildcats. And fun fact, Ichigo's name translates to strawberry. Mm-hmm. You have Minto, who is a blue lorikeet. Her name translates to mint. Retasu. Uh, who you meet later, who is a finless porpoise, and that name translates to lettuce. Yep. Uh, Buling, who is a golden lion tamarind, and her name translates to pudding. And Zakuro, 
who is a gray wolf, and her name translates to pomegranate, or best character, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> I fucking called it. I can't speak to that yet. I've only seen two episodes. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I added some That's things the to context the context clips. I, what I love is that, A, they are all endangered animals, but I also love that they all just have food names. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it um, makes sense. She's always talking to her little strawberry thing. Oh, Masha? I, I, that's a strawberry? I thought it was like a flying tribble. Her like flying cat yeah, tribble it's, angel it's not a strawberry, strawberry robot vacuum? Yeah. Well, no, but like she's just like in the name of the strawberries. I know that that was Sailor Moon, but <laughs> in the she name mentioned of the strawberries, strawberries a few times. And I was you. like, oh, gosh. So <laughs> it's like dumb because while they are like I am like a cat, their Mew power is like I'm Mew strawberry. I'm Mew mint. I'm Mew lettuce. Like. <laughs> They're not like I'm you cat, I'm you lorikeet, I'm you porpoise. So it's Well, those are just their powers and they get their powers also from their name. So their weapons are name based, not necessarily like their possession based. So if their name was like gun, yep. <laughs> would they just have a They'd gun? have a fucking machine gun, like an AK forty seven, take out. But it. you know what? What sucks is that in the American version, not to say that the American version makes any sense, because the American version of ninety anime was always bad because for your knowledge noel they don't just like translate it and put it up they like heavily heavily just change everything about it i was complaining to pj about this earlier today because i did watch Mew Mew power and i watched all of it and i was so into it i loved it so much and then i completely just like blocked it out for years until like the announcement for uh tokyo Mew Mew new but if you go back and you listen to the Mew Mew Power, the voices are awful. The names are like Zoe, Bridget, Karina, Kiki. It just kind of loses that correlation. And Yeah. So like. Well, fun. completely. Like, well, their names are also like the whitest names imaginable. Like, can yeah. I say like, there's no, like, it's literally Zoe Hansen, Karina Buckworth, Bridget Verdant, Kiki Benjamin. And Renee Roberts. I feel like you're naming off like the earliest American Girl dolls to me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It sounds like a bunch of girls at a private school to me. Even like the villain who's called Kishu, like um, they call him Dren in Mew Mew Power, which is literally nerd backwards. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, American writers just didn't know what to do with anime ever. Sure. This is the Gosh. the Pokemon and the donut all over again. Back to the my theory though about this just being a scam to get people to force work at their maid cafe. <laughs> Can I also say it's uh, okay. Ryu is presented as like such a dick, right? Because he's like always like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm just going to sit one? here in my hot crop top. Yeah. Who had like the leather strap bralette yes! falling off of his yes. arms, and I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> But you know what? Keichiro is so manipulative. Oh, 100%. The entire time I was like, you cannot flatter or compliment this girl into doing whatever you want. Oh, wait, you can. Like, he just jumps in with a little compliment. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and even like when he's like, don't you want to be our top lady? And I was like, is this a pimp telling a girl she's going to be his bottom bitch? Like, what's happening here? But she was like feeling it. I mean, good cop, bad cop. I guess works. <laughs> like I think Rio's just genuine, but Keichiro's like over here, like manipulating, slave laboring these girls into his cafe <laughs> with like a few sweet words. 
But I mean, oh, and so I apologize. I couldn't catch it. What is the blonde one's name? Ryu. Ryu. Um, he's definitely like nagging her the entire time. He's just like, oh my gosh, you don't look like you weigh as much as you do. And I was like, oh, what did you just say? Rudy McRoodster? 100%. Oh, yeah. That's getting on her case. That's definitely a callback later on, too. Because it was the like, wow, you're much heavier than you look. So rude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, he's the worst. But he's also like not the worst. But he's like, I, there's no like guy in this show. I guess maybe outside of of um, Masaya that I don't think is like a total fuck boy. Because <laughs> Kish, who you don't really get to see Noah, but Kish is a total fuck boy. I yeah. love. No, he's not. Kish is a fuck boy. Okay, a fuck boy like fucks with everyone. Kish only fucks with Ichigo. Only well, he's a fuck boy to Ichigo. Well, I mean, if Ichigo is playing like the every person, then doesn't that make him the fuckboy to us all? Damn. Mm. Damn. Bing, 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 bing. That's some knowledge <laughs> drop right there. <laughs> I low-key, though, do think Ichigo and Ryu are going to hook up later. Like, it's just going to happen. Interesting. Okay. Um, it episode one. <laughs> Why you don't like uh, her, the person that's supposed to be her boyfriend? He's fine. He's popular, I guess, but I don't really know his personality. I mean, he seems to like endangered things a lot. And the earth. Yeah, the earth's endangered, I guess. I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I do love, like, how... This is like if Sailor Moon had, like, not a baby with Captain Planet, but had a baby with, like, Captain Planet's brother. So he had, like, the same gene pool, but not the same, like, exact genes. Right. Well, see... There are so many magical girl animes, right? Just so many. And you really need to have something specific to really set it apart. They have the the dessert tropes, you know, so that they have, like, staying power, right? So every magical girl is always trying to save the earth. And this is very much like, oh, we're trying to literally save the earth. They talk about how humans are constantly destroying the planet. It's not just like, you know, the villains who want to come and invade them because the villains that are invading them, they only want to wipe people out for destroying the earth because of like reasons that you'll find out later. So like, the villains aren't technically villains. They're villains because they want to kill people, but, like, to them, like, they're just evil to the earth. That makes sense. Yeah. It No, it reminds me of, like, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they're just trying to build, like, a giant freeway through the earth. I mean, they're not killing the earth because they're like, we hate you. They're just like, you're, you're in the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... I mean, and I just like that because, like, the villains in Sailor Moon, again, I fucking love Sailor Moon. It's very, like, we want power. We want to rule the earth. We want to do this. We want everyone to bend to our will. Whereas the villains in Tokyo Mew Mew are very, like, what the fuck? We just want, like, a nice place to live. We used to live here, and you guys have fucked everything up. No, I mean, yeah, humanity's not done a great job maintaining the planet. You know, like, God, to take this to a completely different place, I was just thinking about this right now. You know who's got it, like, really, who's got the short end of the stick here? Retasu. Why? Because you were talking about the dessert trope, and it made me think of their names, and I was like, yeah, strawberry, mint, pudding, pomegranate, lettuce. (laughs) There's probably some, like, some treat we don't know about. Lettuce treat? Yeah. Like You're saying there's a sweet lettuce treat? Hey, Google. I'm going to Google Japanese sweet lettuce treat Is there a sweet, sweet Japanese right lettuce treat? 
information about that. No. <laughs> the closest thing I could find was like salad dressings. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's just say it's a callback to America's 50s when they made fucking jello salad. But that didn't no. It does not count. Don't try to put yep, don't try to make sense it. of this. That's it. That's poor, the only poor way. The well, so like what does her tart look like? Cuz oh, I mean, I hadn't really realized it, but we could watch the end of it again and be like, which tart's your tart? Oh, it's like a like a lime key lime pie looking thing. Then why not just call her lime? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe or like w- meringue or something if it's key lime pie. Oh, meringue would have been a great name. <laughs> yum <Yeah>. yum. <laughs> I even like Bridget Verdant better than Lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. So I wanted to talk about, I am so excited for Tokyo Mew Mew New. And Noel, I think you would really appreciate this. Um, It's really interesting because the voice actresses that they have coming in for this new anime are, uh, have all formed a pop idol group and it's called Smooth Earth. Smoothie. So it's like S M E W and then the rest of smoothie. <laughs> smoothie. Why is that so hard for you to say? I don't know. It just was. Um and they oh, like will... in real life? Yeah. Or the... in the anime. What do you mean? Like is this a plot in the anime or did this happen in real life? No, this is happening in real life and they are gonna be touring Japan as like their their counterparts for concerts. Wow. So it's kind of like Hannah Montana, but not. You get the best of both worlds. You turn into an animal and you have food powers. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was stunning. Good job, PJ. <laughs> Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a lot of like Band-Aid era kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, all right, we're doing concerts, but also watch this anime, but also please fucking recycle. Actually, Japan's really, really good with their recycling laws. Um, because they're it's, good at it's, trash laws in general. They have like 75 different trash cans. And if you put one wrong thing in any of the trash cans, you get fined. Yeah. Like, it, you literally have to. It's the law. Wow. I... And it, it's a process. Like, we keep seeing all these TikToks of people that live in Japan. They're like, well, this day is uh, definitely dedicated to sorting things because it takes a long time. Hmm. Good for them. We should probably <laughs> try to instill more of that. <laughs> it's not like America where, like, even if you recycle half fans, going to a landfill anyways. Yep. Most of my second episode notes were really my thoughts on this Cat Cafe cover and how that was a viable business option. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, it's like a page and a half of like, how is this working? But I really liked Skylar's um, justification that it's if mom or dad come looking for Ichigo, you know, she actually has a business that's open. But, you know, now I'm still alarmed about the non-payment thing. I don't know, because, like, there's a character that, oh, wait, never mind, just explained it to myself. I was like, there's a character that needs to get paid, but then I remembered, like, tips are a thing, so. Are they? I felt like tips were an American thing. Yeah, there's not tips in No, Japan. I know, but in this, for this character, like, she demands tips. Oh, good for her. It's probably very jarring for people. That's funny, because you put tips in a jar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, it's more of buskering than tips. Does that make you sense? You could argue that busking is asking for tips. Is it busking and not buskering? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're getting buskering. Okay, it it's more. Well, I mean, because you're busking. a busker, but you're you're a busker not because you're busking. It's like it's like when you're a driver, you're not drivering. Please, let's make it drivering. But what if you were drivering? <laughs> <laughs> so no, well, busking is usually like performers that put like a hat down and they perform and you toss money like into street it. performers you oh know. understood yeah okay. so this character is like a busker and then they do that in the restaurant and but are they just they busking paid. by working their job um they work their job while also like bouncing on balls and plate spinning with the cakes and stuff on it Honestly, I relate with that. (laughs) When I worked at uh, Jersey Mike's in Brea, my manager would make me just like stop in the middle of the lunch rush and just like sing my audition songs at the guests so we could get more money. It was like really awkward. But I did it. Is this like a real story, (laughs) Noah? This is a real story. Yep. Oh my God. That's definitely a trauma story. I was in college. I would do anything to pay rent. That's fair. I mean, at that point, just go work for Coldstone. Like, they literally just sing four tips. They seem when they get tipped, she was singing to get tipped. I know. I think Jersey Mike's is just stealing that idea from ice cream, though. I don't think it's a Jersey Mike thing. I think they did I think it because I was in school thing. for musical theater. Also, like, I hated it, so I left. Also, it just yeah. reminds me of, like, that thing that happens with, like parents sometimes where like you're like develop any mild skill and you're like at a family gathering and they're like do the thing (laughs) stand on one foot like i showed you but like worse because you're around strangers as opposed to family yeah that manager is both a menace and a predator so it's good that you left (laughs) but speaking of singing your audition music let's talk about the music of this anime So let's talk about just the opening and outro songs for this anime. That opening song is My Sweetheart by Rika Komtsu. Noelle, tell me what you thought of that opening song. I thought it was really cute. It kind of starts a little slow. I really get into it when she's like, it's showtime. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's like jamming. And so that was like a really good time. I kind of wish it ended on a few extra little riffs. I agree. You just can't. You can't win them all, you know? No, I completely agree. Like, it's very, like, forgettable up until they're like, it's showtime, doki doki. Like, that's when it, like, hits. Yeah. But, like, the entire lead up to that is very forgettable. Well, and I know this isn't about the music, but they do that funny little, like, body wiggle that um, is on TikTok where it's, like, that filter that just makes everybody, like, wiggly. (laughs) I don't know. That's... (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I do. People used to Uh. do it, like, all the time to, like, clips from Twilight. I don't Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought about. I love that. Skylar, I know you really love this song. Yes. So this is just pure bubblegum pop. I love it. Amelie has a cover of it on Spotify, you guys. So PJ's had to literally listen to the song on repeat nonstop. And it's so great. And especially when they get to showtime. 
Ugh. It's like only when it gets to showtime. No, it's so <laughs> cute. The rest of it's very soft, very cute. Love it. It's like a pastel. And then like it hits that part and it's goth pastels and it's great. I fucking love it. Oh, I'll have to look it up. Um, I'm excited to hear the cover. It's English, so. Oh, oh yeah. I think confirmation that you're wrong. What? I said I think that's a confirmation that you're wrong, Skylar. It's a confirmation that you're dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, whatever. I still like it a lot, but I only like half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I could send Noelle like a very specific TikTok now and I'm so excited. Well, let's talk about the closing song, which is Love a la Mode by the Tokyo Mew Mew voice actresses. So Noah, what did you think of that one? That one I really, really liked, but I'm not gonna lie, when the little critters like pop in to, to add their little like like whatever their repeat yeah. thing was, I <laughs> I literally got Pipple vibes. Because he just like <laughs> chimes in with his words so quickly, but he's just like really animated about it. And Mr. Like, Worldwide. This is the outro featuring Pitbull as a cat. Their ad libs. <laughs> yes. It was a good time. I don't like this outro. I think it's not good. Really? Oh. I like the outro more than I like the intro. Wow. You're both wrong. It sounds like the intro song to like a creepy kids clown show from the 70s. Interesting you say the 70s. How is that worse than half of a song not even being memorable? <laughs> At least the other half's good. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like passable, I guess, but it's not for me. But Skylar, tell me your thoughts. I think it's so cute. I love it. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It makes me smile. It gives like just like a little bit more insight. It's just so cute. I love it. When those three cats pop out, it just puts a smile on my face. When those three cats pop out, it did remind me like the way they sing. It reminded me vaguely of like the the apple song from like Yoshi's story. Oh, that one I'll put on repeat for like nostalgia. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Does he just sing the apple? And no one knows what the exact lyrics are, to be clear. Okay. I'll send <laughs> but it to you kinda later. sounds like the apple. I mean, Yoshi's like apples, right? Yeah, so that's why people think it's the apple, but there's a lot of... To get the apples. Yeah, but there's a lot of different theories on what he's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) But we have our thoughts on these songs, so let's move on to what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? So, Noelle, tell me what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with My Sweetheart, the opening song? So... I was definitely getting kind of like low-key like rocker vibes. I just thought it would be really fun to hear Allie and AJ do oh. a version of this. That is someone I did have on my list. Wow. Wow. Great yeah, I, think alike. I would have never thought of it, but like now that you've said it, I love it. Thanks. Uh, I think I probably went a very different route than both of you, but it's literally just because both of these songs, I literally could not wrap my head around who could sing either of them. And so both of them are like an artist with like two question marks after it. (laughs) (laughs) So for the opening song, I had like, it's like an ABBA B-side. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about ABBA today (laughs) for this. Yeah, it's definitely like ABBA vibes. It's not like a mainstream, like, you know, it's not like the ABBA song that is going to be in Mamma Mia, but it might be in like Mamma Mia 3, (laughs) Mamma Mia-er. Electric Boogaloo? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're making one. I'm so excited. Mamma Mia 2 is better than Mamma Mia 1, so. Is the grandchild going to be pregnant this time? Is that how 3 works? 
I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it probably, I don't know. We don't have to get into it. I didn't hear the question. What was the question? What's the plot of Mamma Mia 3 going to be? Um, Her child. That's boring. Yeah. She knows who her dad is. Why does it have to be a dad thing? The dad thing wasn't in Mamma Mia Oh my God, two. is she going to die? And now we need to figure out who the ma is. I mean, like... <laughs> He gets Sky amnesia. just never comes back from Japan. Oh my gosh. But Skylar, what about you? Okay, so I was definitely looking at early 2000s uh, bubblegum pop, which is why I was like Ali AJ, 18s. And then um, I started bringing it back a little bit and I settled on the Go-Go's because their voices match um, her vocal range and they still have the same vibes. Like the pacing is very similar. I appreciate the essay and I nice. partially agree. Wow. Partially? <laughs> no, I totally agree. <laughs> huh. <laughs> no, I think the Go-Go's are a good choice. I definitely hear like where we're going for. And even though we all picked very different eras and genres, I feel like we all went for a similar vibe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see if that sticks true with a closing song. So let's move on to Love a la Mode. Skylar, why don't you kick us off with this one? So uh, the other day I was about to text PJ like, oh, I have no idea who I'm going to choose for the credit song. I just cannot like figured out and then I was going through my notes and like literally two weeks ago I wrote in my notes Tokyo Mew Mew ending choose ABBA so <laughs> oh that's so funny I completely disagree no because like not the very beginning but like after the the cat like the little cats that pop up it gets very like ABBA sounding yeah if ABBA's worst song I guess oh dear yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't hear ABBA much for the end. I did hear ABBA for the beginning, and but I did feel like the intro and the outro both had very different vibes to them. Yeah. Uh, who'd you go with, Noelle? So I think you've already gotten a hint into the Pitbull part, um, but I was thinking <laughs> very specifically Kelly Clarkson featuring Pitbull a la the Ugly Dolls movie trailer. Is oh kind gosh. of what I was thinking for this. That's so specific, and I, I love, love it. it. It was the only time I ever heard Kelly Clarkson and Pitbull together, and so that was just instantly where my mind went. I've <laughs> never heard that, so I will have to go check it out. I love that. That's great. I know I don't have a great choice, but it's the only thing that popped in my mind. So I was like, who would make a song this weird? Aqua. Aqua would make oh. a song this weird. I did Aqua. have Aqua like on my mind. It's just her voice is so. I don't. Yeah, but I, I more went for vibe. It's not always about voice. <laughs> I also went with Abba because there's multiple voices, PJ. Multiple people. Okay, you don't need to keep litigating your bad. I'm going to be sending Skylar. you a PowerPoint later. <laughs> it's going to be a bad PowerPoint. Just can like I be choices. CC'd on it? I want to see. <laughs> Remember that time I made a PowerPoint for Jack. He thought the Lost in the Woods was not necessary, Noel, and I did a whole PowerPoint on why it was very necessary and why it should always remain in the movie. I mean, I feel like we, de- you know what? We don't have to go there. We can talk about it later. <laughs> oh my God. Noel also doesn't agree that Lost I'm going to have to send you the, the PowerPoint the that I sent Jack. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look forward to that on your Monday. I so worried I can't talk to him about Frozen 2, but now I know I can talk to him about Frozen 2. <laughs> so thanks for that, Skylar. <laughs> How unfortunate that you both have such bad opinions. I think he did like Frozen 2. I think he just did not like Lost in the Woods. Oh, no. I like Frozen 2. And I like Lost in the Woods. I just, I have opinions on if the song was appropriate where it happened. I don't know. But again, Which we can is talk covered about this in later. my PowerPoint. So. Great. I would love to see it. Please see me on that as well. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, with all of that, clearly we've gone off on a tangent. Uh, and you know who else went off on a tangent? American writers, when they were coming up with the American plot <laughs> for Mew Mew Power. Because they went all over the place. But one place it went specifically was damn hard on their intro song. Uh, because it's time for American versus Japanese OP. So, Noelle, we are going to show you the American opening song to Mew Mew Power. And you're going to tell us which one you like more. All right, what did you think of the Mimi Power opening song? Gosh, so I have hmm, mixed feelings because I feel like it <laughs> it it starts it starts hard, right? Like we're in it. We're not. It's not a slow start. It's it's you know it's got energy. Um, I loved watching it. Uh, the amount of coverage they had on the rest of the girls, you know, I felt like they were a team. But then. It just stayed at that same level. There was no change. Yeah, I. Ugh. See, oh. I have I, what I'm learning more and more throughout this segment is that I'm just a sucker for American versions of anime intros. Because <laughs> like, no matter how bad they are, they just like hold such a place, even if I don't have specific nostalgia for them. Because this, because I just love the era of music that it's ripping off. You know, like I love that this sounds like a superhero movie, like about like a girl rock band. It's like if Josie and the Pussycats was a superhero movie and this would be like the main montage song and it would be starring like Mandy Moore and Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff. (laughs) I would watch that movie. I would too. I think I would have liked it better if I wasn't watching the intro with it because I felt like they were just... (laughs) repeating um the same clips but just like you know mirroring them um which was kind of funky like we didn't have anything else that we were approved to pull from the actual content of the show but then i also you know i loved the whole like teaming up and like saving the world is hard to balance when you're falling in love but then like watching it i don't think that they balanced the like predicament she was in visually it's so interesting though because like it's such a it's such a it's hot or cold with american openings because either they're like this and you see almost nothing or they like spoil the entire show for you throughout (laughs) the course of the visuals seriously like exactly like it's so interesting that this is one that shows you like nothing i had completely forgotten about this song until again i revisited like my love for tokyo Mew Mew. it was uh a journey when I reheard it again. It was painful, but nostalgic in a good way, but also painful. Well, things are painful when you're falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so it sounds to me, uh, do you remember the show Daria? It's like the upbeat version of that song with like the la 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 part. Oh, I disagree. Wow. PJ? All right. Well, um, even though it is hard falling in love, it's even harder taking a break. Um, So we're going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips, get some additional context, and come back with your closing thoughts on the anime. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
All right, we're back. We had Noah watch some additional clips, get some additional context, see some additional transformations, some additional endangered species. After all of that, Noelle, tell me, what did you think of Tokyo Mew Mew? Yeah, it was really cute. It was epic. It was exciting. Um, it was fun. It was zany. It, it was good. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, it was also my first time watching it. I never watched Mimi Power or anything, so this was new for me, and I really liked it. It is, you know, a fun play. It was not even a play, but it's like a fun entry into the magical girl genre. And yeah, I think it's interesting. There's actually like a parallel between this and Sailor Moon, with this being a better starter for children, because it doesn't have the darker storylines that Sailor Moon does, but it still heavily focuses on like important matters like our dying earth. This is Al Gore's favorite anime. Is that confirmed? He told me personally. (laughs) So yes, we're on Skype today. You know, it's a whole thing. Just shooting the breeze. (laughs) Good old Al Gore. God, when I was younger, I was such a loser. I'm still a loser now, (laughs) but I was the loser that was like, Wow, everyone in my school, I need you all to know that An Inconvenient Truth is the best movie that was ever made. Didn't you get your like teachers to make them show it to your class? Oh yeah, I'd be like, teachers, I own An Inconvenient Truth. You can show it to the class. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know, I could have just had them show Tokyo Mew Mew. Al Gore was just like, man, I should have put Ichigo in my documentary. Uh, he had Futurama, he just needed Tokyo Mew Mew. <laughs> <laughs> round it out <laughs> <laughs> well uh throughout everything that you saw noel did you end up with a favorite character hmm that is a really great question i think i still really like ichigo i enjoy her um she's fun to watch her transformation see how she grows while still being herself <laughs> and honestly because a lot of people sometimes feel like embarrassed choosing like the main character because it's like oh you chose the main character real creative but They give Ichigo like the typical like she's normal girl. She can be kind of a crybaby, but I feel like she's significantly less annoying than Usagi from Sailor Moon. Well, at least 90s Usagi. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Who's your favorite character, Sky? It's Kish. Toxic. Sexual assault Kish. (laughs) Yes. Very, very toxic. Don't get me. Hey, Skylar, you're talking to a Hisuke fan over here. You don't need to defend yourself at all. (laughs) I just... Little kid me when I saw it in 2002. I was just like, damn, Dren is hot as fuck. That is, again, his American name. It's awful and I hate it. But I was like, damn, she should be with him. He loves her so much. And now I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, children are dumb. So, you know, it's like the living embodiment of like a vision board. You know, if you just want it and you will it into the world, it. It'll happen. Just manifesting. Exactly. He just has a shirt that's like manifesting Ichigo. Um, It just makes me think, as we're talking about like him, I don't know why, but I'm just imagining all the super hot guys from Tokyo Mew Mew Olay. Yes. I want to watch that so bad. Or not watch it. I want to. I meant I want to read it. I've seen so many panels, a little too much uh, Rule 34, but uh, yeah, I, I want to read it for reals. My favorite character is Sakuro. I knew it. 
I called Look, it. Look, she's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so Zakuro, A, before joining the Mew Mews, is like a vigilante Mew Mew. She, yeah, she's like the Sailor V. She like unlocks her powers like by herself, and she's like this badass dark vigilante. And you know, she's like the wolf. So, And she's literally a lone wolf. I love it. No pun intended, but super pun intended. She's so badass. So cool. Mm-hmm. Love her. And even her like day job, she's amazing because she's a celebrity. So <laughs> My day job job is i'm a celebrity yeah she's literally like a uh, an idol and a model and an actress and everyone knows her and she's like it doesn't matter i still love the world or the earth <laughs> damn in, in your opinion is she just like really serious and really here she is really serious but it's like mm-hmm. a sexy kind of serious Right, right. It's not like, you know how like it could get annoying. We're like, we get it. You're serious. You're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> God, these are children. <laughs> no, she's like an adult. How old? Uh, uh, be, be careful of the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, say uh, she like finished high school already. Okay, but is she an adult? Yeah, she like graduated. She's like, I think either 18 or 19. <laughs> Okay, how old is everyone else? Because, I mean, we just finished Sakura, where everyone was in fourth grade. So, obviously, like, we're jumping off of yeah. that. So, they're all in middle school, except for Pudding. She's in elementary school. Well, and also, apparently, Pomegranate. Oh, yeah, yeah. I meant the rest besides Zakura. Okay. Oh, so, I was thinking they were all, like, 14-ish, but if they're in middle school... No, like... they are 14. Oh. Like, Ichigo literally starts the anime being like, I'm 14 years old. So, uh, preliminary thoughts and favorite characters in. Uh, it's time for a, a really true and honest conversation to happen, where we really reflect on who we are as people and who we are as a society. You know, we've talked a lot today about conservation of the earth, a lot about conservation of animals, but who needs conservation when you have conversation? And what better conversation to have than, Noelle, will you keep watching Tokyo Mew Mew? I I will. I will totally do it. (laughs) I loved it. I don't know. I was trying to pause for suspense. I don't I love the suspense. (laughs) Will she, won't she? She will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you're going to be continue watching it, I do have to warn you that some of the art is absolutely stunning. The animation is very beautiful. And then certain episodes, you're like, okay, well, they were definitely like it was their Friday and they're just gearing up to go home for the weekend because like it's ugly. Like their eyes. Well, that's just that's just what happens with anime (laughs) when it gets to like a large production scale. A lot of times they uh, outsource art to different studios for certain episodes they deem less important. You know, it's just a trope of the industry. Okay, well, good warning. Yeah, their eyes are just like falling off their face. Well, the unfortunately bad art of some Tokyo Mew Mew episodes aside, we do have a kawaii success in the book for Tokyo Mew Mew, which means there's only one thing left to do. Is there an MV for that? All right, Noah, so a quick run through. An AMV is just an anime music video. Someone cl- cuts together clips for an anime to a popular song. So what I need you to do is give me a song and artist that you think there might be an AMV to Tokyo Mew Mew to. Um, so this is going to be a little full circle, but um, I was pitiful? thinking Upside Down by A-Team. Yes, awesome. <laughs> or at least I'm hoping it exists. 
All right, Noel. Not only is there an AMV to Upside Down by 18th Tokyo Mew Mew, there's actually like a handful of them. Oh, she just spent a lot of time upside down, so it makes sense. So a solid, solid showing for a first timer. Three points in the book. Way to go. And as a cat, she can bounce off the ceiling, so it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, with that, PJ, you haven't seen this anime. So your turn to choose a musical artist. All right. So I thought a lot about this, and I thought specifically a lot about my favorite character, Zakuro. And in honor of her, I'm going to go with She-Wolf by Shakira. <laughs> Ooh, good choice. Um, Yeah, there is a lot. Of course, she's a She-Wolf. What else would you expect? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> so that's three points in the book for each of us. That's a solid showing, a kawaii success. Three points in the book. Oh, wait. That's not all there is. Now it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Is there an AMV for Tokyo Mew Mew to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? So, Noel, for your knowledge, uh, in the AMV community, there are a few staple songs. And one of those big staple songs is Evanescence's Bring Me to Life. You can almost always find an AMV to Evanescence Bring Me to Life for almost any anime. Do you think there will be one for Tokyo Mew Mew? 100%. Yes. I do. I, I am glad to announce it. Yes, there are so, so many. <laughs> uh, so many Tokyo Mew Mew bring me to life. It is the perfect era. It is the perfect era of anime to have a million AMVs of that song to exist. Right. So that is a kawaii success. Four points in the book and a solid showing from Noel. It has been so fun having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. This was a really, really awesome experience. <laughs> this was amazing. <laughs> And we'd love to have you back on. But until that time comes, that is all the time we have for this episode. We hope you had a good time, a fun time, a Tokyo time, a Mew Mew time, a Nyan Nyan time. But that is all the time we have. So until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Noelle. Bye, everyone. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to the socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 